and welcome to the First Issue Club Podcast. We're the show where, just like Sue Storm, we love a good read. You brought it back. Last it, week you didn't do it, this week you brought it, it back. Feels, it was feeling good today. <laughs> I had to. We're the show that's going to onboard you into new fun stories. We're mm-hmm. going to keep you apprised of all the good goings on of the nerd industry called comics. Hopefully the good goings on. Sometimes there's some bad goings on we have to cover. This is true. We'll balance the positive and the negative that yin as yin. shepherds of comic book news, mm-hmm. it is our duty to even the scales. Right. Just like just like Reed Richards and Doctor Doom. You know, they they complement one another. They keep each other in check. She's not as punchy as the Sue Storm thing. I wasn't trying to make a tagline. Okay. I was just trying to make a comparison. Kind of seemed Guys, like you were trying Thanos to look- was right there. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Okay, well, next time we do this, I'll be sure to make the Thanos <laughs> reference. Um, Where were you two minutes ago? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who's going to be on the club today? Well, it's me, Mike D. Me, Greg. Me, Vargas. And a special guest from Boulevard Brewing Company to help us promote the Planet Comic Con Boulevard First Issue Club Collaboration Nation Celebration, <laughs> Adam Hall. Adam! Wow, what an intro. I was not expecting. First of that all, insane. welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks, I'm happy to be here. You returning guest. Yeah. Officially in friend territory. Oh, <laughs> I've moved up to friend. Friend of the show territory. You've yeah. been, we've been friends for a long sure, time, yeah. but now you're a friend of the show. Friend of the now show. Now you're friends with benefits. Which no. comes with yeah, perks and benefits. we got stickers and buttons waiting for you after the show. Uh, welcome. Thanks. Happy ha- to be here. Um, we are happy to have you back on. We t- uh, teased it last episode, how we teamed up with Boulevard and Planet Comic Con to give away some uh, one-day passes to the con. Coming yes, up, thank you for that. Coming up next week. Yeah. Um, you brought some tasty treats along I with did. you. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us what you got? Uh, so I brought you guys some, I, you know, we've, I feel like every time that I'm in the room with you guys, we're talking about Space Camper, but I feel like there's like such a strong connection with Boulevard no. and First Issue yeah. Club and Space Camper because you were there at the be- the very mm-hmm. beginning. You yeah. Know? We were um, at the inception. You were. We were there. in the room during conception, we'll yeah. say. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're sure. Whatever floats your boat. That, that, <laughs> that part of the story. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, Space Camper was born at Planet Comic Con. So we thought that it made sense to, um, you know, to kind of come back and like promote it pretty heavily. But uh, today, what we have is uh, two of our Space Camper like what we call line extensions. So it's where we took the basically the base beer, Space Camper, and then just kind of ramped it up. So uh, in the big can in front of you is Cybersonic Seahops. That's available now. That's in the market. That's a big uh, sort of like a, a, an homage to the old school West Coast IPAs, like think like Pliny the Elder. Um, it's big. It's West Coast. It's better. Uh, high ABV, 8% ABV. Um, and then the other can that you have, um, though it might say. It's in disguise. Flint. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, that's its alter ego. Uh, the other one that I have is um, is called Terror from the Deep. And that is the beer that if you come to Planet Comic Con and you attend our Space Patrick's Day party Friday night, mm-hmm. um, it was St. Patrick's Day was like right there. Oh, it's like, yeah. I was like, well, we're going to have this after party. <laughs> and, you know, to my knowledge, it's the first time they've done like a big, um, like adult only after party in the convention center. So if you have a ticket to the show on Friday, then you automatically have access to the party. There's going to be like two DJs. Uh, we're going to have a 360 photo booth for you to show off your costume. Um, Ooh. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. I was on the, I was like, 
on the edge about have you ever seen those 360 yes, photo booths totally uh it's wild they're it, cool yeah like how do you not feel like you're in the matrix every <laughs> time right um, i think my data just got stolen yeah, yeah. um and we're gonna have music and we're gonna have beer and stuff like that but we're also gonna tease this terror from the deep which is in that um mystery can that's in front of you and that's a like a juicy sort of new england ipa so really fruit forward lots of tropical fruit it's really hazy um you kind of sink your teeth into it so um and you know i you, you are the first non-Boulevardians to try this beer. So yeah, uh, we and, felt um, like we had to hold on to it. It is. I, I don't know if we can officially say how it tastes and what we feel about it, but uh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, first, now, yeah, you can. You can. I was wondering where that was going to go. Yeah. But yeah. This yeah. is fucking tasty. Yeah. So, what, what I've loved about basically the entire Space Camper line is how like delicious they are. Like it tastes good. But you can tell you're drinking a beer. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of like IPAs that are just hoppy for hop's sake. Sure. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of trash. Yeah. But this is so good. We have some pretty talented um, uh, brewers at the brewery, and they're really good at manipulating like the malts and the hops and kind of creating something that has balance, but also really has a lot of flavor and is really fun fun to drink. Yeah. And I think that's the way I feel about Space Camper is just fun to drink. Yeah. Well, fun because the all the kick-ass graphics on there. I know this b- beer is meant for everyone, Yeah. but as a comic book lover, it has really honed into my love of this hobby so much because you have these... First wave, second wave, oh, yeah. like these heroes and villains that like play out on this can. So um, kudos to you and your team. I, I, I remember for really owning in on that. I remember back in 2019 when we were launching this beer and we had just kind of struck up a, you know, like a friendship. And I remember gut checking that the first like label. I was like, are we pandering? How do you, what do you think about this? And you guys were like, it's amazing. Yeah. So we we're like, okay, all right, hit print. Yeah. yeah. Print, fill those cans. The Send boys approved it. Hit yeah. it. Yeah. 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 First pander- issue approved. You're pandering in the best way. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's awesome because like, as comic book lovers, we love a good stat yeah. and yeah. power yeah. levels. And on each can, you have your, your power levels of the beer. <laughs> it's just so much fun. You guys must have a great time just like thinking oh. up all this stuff and like you crack a six pack of Space Camper, get in a like a conference room, mm-hmm. you know, with a whiteboard and lots, of, and you just like write down all the weird shit that you can. <laughs> what is the percentage of in in Boulevard right now, nerds and beer lovers? Oh, it's it's like if it was a Venn diagram, it would be a solid <laughs> circle. A circle. It would be a full circle. Yeah, at any given time. So, like you know, like where I work, my desk, I've got uh, like this really cool um, Galactus print with Silver Surfer, and I've got this, um, and it's like littered with like stuff that I've picked up at the convention, or whatever. But then the uh, the person that I share like my area with, when you turn the corner, hers is all like Star Wars out. Like she's Star Wars <laughs> and Marvel. Um, she and her husband went as uh, Vision and the Scarlet Witch for Halloween. Um, oh, I mean, sick. like, and then you know, just everybody we work work with are all super nerds, or like I would say, deep in nerd culture somehow. Yeah. Um, we have a really young designer. Um, she just started not too long ago, and she, this will be her first convention. And Ooh. so we've been trying to, which is, I'm excited about this, like the con etiquette, right? Mm-hmm. I'm excited because we've been trying to tell her what it's like, and she is uh, really excited to see Elvira, which I think yes. is weird. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, also Richard Dreyfus. So yeah. she's picked the, the two most, you know, senior celebrities at the convention. And she is like over the moon about like meeting both of them. I have my Richard Dreyfus action figure. Yeah. I would like him to sign. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Will you sign my Richard Dreyfus Funko Pop? Yeah. And then I want him to put my glasses in his mouth. Yeah. 
Do you guys uh, remember that scene from Jaws? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The most disgusting thing just takes the sheriff's glasses and puts them right in his mouth. Yep. Weird a weirdo. Well, that was a great segue into con etiquette because Planet Comic Con is right around the corner. Yeah. And there are a lot of questions about how do I behave at a con? How to be. What, what do I bring to a con? Good question. It's a great question. Thank you. Yeah. And we have some suggestions for you to make sure that your time at any con, not just Planet Comic Con, which is going to be a great con, but any con is a, a good experience for you and whoever you bring. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, right out the gate, <laughs> hydrate. Yeah. You got to stay hydrated. And bring, uh, you guys are going to laugh at me, bring foot insoles oh, for your shoes. Yeah, I sure. was just going to say comfy shoes. Uh-huh. Yeah. You don't think you're going to be walking around a lot. And then when you're done with the con, whether it be one day or the whole weekend, you're going to look at your iPhone or whatever thing you have to track your steps, and you'll be walking 15 miles easy up and yep. down those aisles. Mm-hmm. So, and you got to protect your knees, folks. We're Loosen getting older. Up, do your stretches. Yeah, <laughs> your calisthenics really get limber. I'm going to say the opposite of your <laughs> hydrating one, and that's take a shot of something before you hit the convention floor. Visit our friends at the Boulevard booth. Loosen at up, Planet yeah. Comic Con, to loosen up. Uh, I myself get a little claustrophobic mm-hmm. when I'm around so many people. And it's one of those things, too, where if you haven't been to an event or a convention in a while, yeah. it is overwhelming the amount of people and how large the space is. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So my mood and mode <laughs> is slam one, keep it rolling. Yeah. Nice, light, happy buzz. Yeah. Don't get too drunk to where you're buying... Uh, you know, a five hundred dollar piece of art. Yeah, okay. Well, and, okay. and regretting yep. it later, yep. right? But stay tipsy enough that you're gonna yeah. be you're gonna. You don't want to get so it. drunk you call and, Elvira Richard. Dreyfus. Well, and exactly right. When you when you go meet your heroes, mm-hmm. you don't want to be too nervous, too clammy. Right. Loosen up. Yeah. Do you do you think this year is going to be different now that um you know we've we're, it's now recreational. Oh, the marijuana. marijuana. Yeah. Um, no, because I think it was <laughs> it was already done. Well, that's true. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I think it'd be uh, maybe more mellow, maybe more chill, maybe not as many Deadpool's dancing around, <laughs> getting in my business. I think the people that would be the people that would participate in those activities were already were doing, already it. doing that's it. That's true. Yeah. And everybody else is saving their money to spend at the con. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Elvira's signature is expensive. Yeah, it is not cheap. It's it's crazy that if you are someone like let's say like you want to partake in the gummy situation yeah. for uh, your con experience, and you choose a Planet Comic Con to do it for your first time. Wow, <laughs> what an overload that would be! <laughs> I'm kidding. It is sensory overload. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so maybe if it's good, if it's gonna be your first time dabbling in the extracurriculars, wait till after the con. Yeah, and you're somewhere yeah. safe, just chilling, right. or, or maybe at the Boulevard party. Yeah, right? Friday night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Friday night, the Space Patrick's party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, we'll be there. Yeah. yeah, I'll be just drinking beer though. Mm. So don't, Wink. so don't try to, you know, get weird with me, sure. nerdos. Don't try to give Greg any free gummies. <laughs> yeah, so I know your tricks. You say it's a vitamin gummy. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Throw it right in your face. My big tip for uh, any con is to. Respect people's space and time. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, I, I think a lot of comics pros or celebrities, whoever, 
they probably don't want to shake your hand after COVID. Like a lot of people were weird about that beforehand. Yeah. Just give them a fist bump or, you know, a wave, a hello, whatever. And don't stand there and tell them about your three-part sci-fi epic. Because yes, please. They don't, <laughs> they don't care. Preach. They're irritated by it, and all the people behind you in line are irritated mm-hmm. by it, and they don't want to be the jerk that's like, okay, leave now. Right. You need to be the person that has enough wherewithal yeah. to get out of there. Yeah. Thankfully, those big-name celebrities typically have a handler. Yes. Oh, yeah, S- they're just kind of shepherds them, people through. They're just like, you know what? Your time's up. We have more people. And then that way, Richard Dreyfuss can be like, Meh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not in charge yeah. here. Yeah. They're telling you to move. Sorry, oh, man, they... I'd love to keep talking to you about your project. Uh, yeah. 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 Here's your glasses back. <laughs> yeah. Here's your script back. Put them in yeah. your own mouth. Yeah. yeah, put them in your own mouth, weirdo. <laughs> that This actually happened to Mike D and I when James Tenyon was here oh. five years ago. Yeah. We wanted to just sneak in and get a quick signature, and there was someone there talking his ear off. We thought, off. great, no line. This was before James Tenyon was like, the James Tunyon you know. The, yeah, like the biggest writer in, in comics right now. Um, but yeah, one guy, we were like, we'll get in and out of here in no time. And we stood there for about 10 minutes, I want to say, mm-hmm. and just listened to this guy. Ramble. Ramble. About, was he even like was, writing a book or was, was he just talking about the history of a character that he liked? It was DC Batman minutia. Hell yeah. You know how like when you're, because su- Tinian had just started writing Batman with Tom King at the time. Okay. Remember, he was like the backup mm-hmm. writer. Yeah. And it was almost like this guy was showing off his uh, knowledge, bat- Batman cred, and like challenging James. And he was just like, very cool, man. <laughs> and then he kept looking at us like, I'm so sorry. Right. And then going back to this guy, just like, yeah, like trying to give him like the <laughs> social cues that the guy was just blind to. Pulls out a tape recorder and like plays the yeah. playoff music. Uh, <laughs> Some giant cane yeah. comes out of nowhere and just escorts them off. So to your point, you, you you have to assume that everybody that's in line has that same level of knowledge that you do. Yeah. That there's no reason to kind of show off or like to, to drag it out. Yeah. Right. Or, you're just like, man, it's nice to meet you. This is an, I'm a big fan. It's amazing yeah. work. Yeah. I'm looking forward to what you're doing. Yeah. Shake a hand. Fist bump. Yeah. Uh, fist bump. Fist bump. Know, fist bump. You would think, but like, so Richard Dreyfus has never been to Kansas City. Sure. Well, that's not to con, but not yeah. to. He's been other times. Yeah, yeah, he's been to Kansas City oh, before. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, he hasn't been to Planet Comic Con. Right. So there's gonna be somebody who's just gonna be like, oh, this is my, this is my shock to meet Richard Dreyfus and tell him totally. something cool. And like this person's probably working themselves up for the whole week. It's just like I'm gonna tell him this great story. And meanwhile, we're on back just like, no, you got to keep it going. This is a well, well-oiled machine, sir. You can you can tell him something cool as long as it's like, hey, Richard, my mom was an extra in Jaws. Right. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. you get, yep. and then you're out. Has a, has, has a pitch ever been made to the studio for a prequel to Jaws? Hmm. Jaw? Jaw. <laughs> Jaw. Uh-huh. Just like where the shark grew up. Why is he like this? Sure. Just follow him before he became... The like his origin story that's yeah, like the Joker, yeah, of exactly. Jaws, yeah, they like, kind of yeah. they kind of did that in Jaws Four, the Revenge, where the shark kind of had psychic powers Ugh, because right. it killed a psychic. It was no, no, no. It was like the mate of the of the original Jaws right. shark. It, yep. it ate the machine from Big. 
Yeah, that was it. Yeah. It ate and the <laughs> shark. Was like, I wish I had power. You ever seen a movie where a shark literally jumps the shark? I mean, that's what <laughs> yeah, it was. That's Jaws four, baby. Jaws the Revenge. I my kind of experience of that was um it, like five six years ago. Will Wheaton was here, mm, yeah, and we had already reached out. The brewery had reached out to him because he's uh, like big in the beer scene, and he's a noted Tank Seven fan. So we're oh, like, oh, we're gonna take advantage of this. So we're like, we want to invite him to the brewery, give him a tour, mm-hmm. and he 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 or his you know his manager or whatever was communicating with us. And we say, we'll bring you some Tank 7, you know, the first day of the con. So we got there early and, um, you know, we're going to go give him some beer. And, you know, it was me and Davey and we're carrying two six packs of Tank 7. And uh, this guy cuts in front of us and Will Wheaton is sitting down at the table. And this guy just plops down like a four pack of warm ass Guinness. And Guinness is lovely, by the way, you know, for all yeah. those fine Guinness folks out there. Um, and Will Wheaton was like, hey, what's this? And the guy was just like, it's beer. And he's like, I heard you like beer. Here's some beer. And Will Wheaton was like, you know, he's meant to be salt of the earth. He's like, knows how to like chat with people. So he's trying to coax more out of this guy. But he, the guy didn't have anything else to say. It was just beer. I heard you like beer. This has been in my truck for about six months. Yeah. So the thing I could find, and then, but then they have this really awkward conversation about beer, <laughs> and then he walks away, and then Davy and I are standing there with beer, like, oh shit, well shit, <laughs> right? We're just gonna do the exact same thing that that dude just did. Yeah, more tactful, maybe. Well, yeah, probably, probably, but it didn't didn't make it any less awkward when we we're like, you know, like. We heard you like beer. <laughs> like, uh, here's some at, beer. At least you can be like, here's some beer we made. Yeah, like, here's some beer we made that we know you like. And yeah. that's that's how the conversation went. We're supposed but, to be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how? So uh, did you get to talk to Will Wheaton? But like anything else or no no I mean briefly he was he was just setting up we like we had like oh, completely okay. cut the line you know like we got there before the, <laughs> the person with the line sign you know uh, you, we you, just we just cut in we're like hey we're supposed to give you a tour later and he was like yeah hopefully it works out just stand around can you drink it real quick I just yeah Chuck, sure I just want to enjoy it like, hey, let me get my phone out <laughs> yeah. pictures it's going on social media <laughs> sorry sorry Will optics yeah say you like it. <laughs> Uh, Adam, do you have any suggestions for how to enjoy uh, a con? I think hydration is, that's the biggest one. Um, I do, I recommend coming to see us at our booth. We're going to be giving out free beer all weekend. So to Mike's point, um, yeah, if you need a break from the chaos, Mm -hmm. uh, come have a beer. Um, I think that (laughs) comfy shoes was my lesson I learned. Like, I think the first year I wore some chucks, you know, some like, yeah, I was like, oh, this is a rookie move. The most unsupportive shoe maybe in existence. Yeah. Just a converse. I, I'm a Chuck boy, and you can. Well, I got really wide feet. Oh so yeah, they, they spread out nice inside I those mean, chucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but walking around on a concrete floor for yeah. eight hours, and yeah. you got to get the insoles. You That's have the to key. Get the insoles. That's yep. the key. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing else I can think of is being like, bring some cash. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say cash is king. <laughs> well, ones and fives, I think, are great. True. Um, if you're doing dollar, Can you bins, break a hundred, Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah, that's the thing. <clears throat> if you're picking up a couple dollar bin comics at a oh, booth, that's good advice. You yeah. don't want to. You don't want to have someone break out like the card swiper just for that, or um, a twenty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, a lot of creators. If you're getting something signed, or if you're buying something from a creator, mm-hmm. a lot of them sign stuff for free. Um, yep. But they ask for a donation to a local charity mm-hmm. or a food bank or something that provides health care to independent comic book creators. Yeah, like Here Initiative is really yeah. big. That, yeah, yeah. There's... It, exactly right. So it's it's nice to have a few bucks on you just to say thank you for 
the people signing your stuff to drop in those little charity things. Otherwise, you know, the creators aren't going to be taking your Venmo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could always say, you know, later on, I'm going to donate, yeah. you know, 50 I, bucks. So I, I feel better about myself. But uh, no, it's, not, it's, it's nice for the creators to see what they're doing is making a difference. Yeah. Uh, so definitely bring some small bills to, you know, buy things. It's easier to negotiate when you have cash and mm-hmm. can like group some stuff together. So, uh, bring, oh, and bring a backpack. You're going to be surprised about, you're going to buy some stuff and then have to just lug it around for the whole day and be very uncomfortable. Cardboard tube, if you're a poster lover. Big but time. If you buy a poster early on in the convention. Yep. It's going to be mushy and crinkled by the end of it. It's going to be yeah. Yeah. a wad of paper by yeah. the time you leave if you don't have a cardboard tube. That's exactly right. I would also say, I haven't seen the panelists this year, but I always think like if you need a break from oh, the yeah, convention yeah. floor... You just want to sit down and like hear some rad stuff or see some some people doing some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Like check the panelists. Like that's a great place to get a, like a break from the floor yep. and then, you know, sit in on something wildly entertaining. Uh, um, there, I know of a few, um, some of our friends, uh, none of my friends read comics, another Kansas City podcast. They're hosting like Chris, Chris Claremont. He's hosting one about like X-Men in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Jimmy Palamati's doing one about like indie comics in the 90s and early 2000s. So. Uh, there's a Marvel Knights panel with him yeah. and Garth Ennis and somebody else. So that'll be pretty rad. Yeah. Just yeah. about that one. When um, when the in 2020, when, <laughs> when Planet got canceled, we had planned to do a panel and it was all going to be about pre MCU. Marvel Universe, Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe, Hell like yeah. going back to the early like Captain America serials where he carried a gun and didn't have a shield, and um, <laughs> this is for America. <laughs> like the the Doctor Strange movie that never got made, that never saw the light of day. You can watch on YouTube. Don't. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's not great. Uh, like the Dolph Lundgren um, Punisher, mm-hmm. the Captain America movie that came out in like 1990, I think is when it was with J.D. Salinger's yes. kid. Yep, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly it. Uh, we had a whole laundry list of these movies that we were going to go through. Um, I think it would have been entertaining, but yeah, I was a real it, bummer that say you have. can't do it. Oh, we still, I, yeah, still could. Um, but there's what I'm saying is there's always interesting things you can find something in your wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. I, I was weird to find out that not only do you get panels, but like there's like um, how to and DIY. Oh yeah, yeah. Tutorials for you can like learn how to make a foam sword or how to clean and press comics. Like there's the con is so diverse in what it um, offers to people. One year they had nerd speed dating. Yeah. So, you know. That's right. Yeah. That's something I always do before the con. Speed dating? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Is go on their website and put that stuff in my phone. Totally. Mm-hmm. So yep. I've got my calendar and, you know, get notifications yep. so you can walk to the room and you don't have to. Because, like, they have an app and the app is fine, but getting the notification on your phone is better. It is better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, like, cell service sucks during a right. con oh because everyone's got their phone and what it like so do not count on your cell phone working <laughs> yeah. if you uh if you bring one yeah if you're gonna prioritize any panels i'd say always go for the publisher hosted ones first because that's where you're gonna get exclusive merchandise oh really mm-hmm. a lot of times if you go to a valiant panel or a marvel hosted panel yeah they'll hand out a convention exclusive where you get a comic book cover that they only made like 300 of. Right. They only do enough to pass out to the people at the convention hall. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple Marvel comics that were immediately worth like 300 bucks. Yep. A couple Valiant books that are immediately worth $100. Like it's worth going 
to those to sit through them just to see if they. The valiant ones out. always pop off real quick. They get like yeah. the gold embossed um, lettering and stuff. It's yep. it's yeah, that's a good call. Always go early so you can mm-hmm. get a seat, and then be sure to stick around for whatever con exclusive they're handing out. And one assumes that Marvel's going to have a nice big panel at Planet, probably announce a couple movies. Yeah, you know, bring Chris Hemsworth out. Oh, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. here to here. <laughs> this Moon Knight season two will be happening in Kansas City. Whoop. So now you're talking my language. You know, be on the lookout for those <laughs> exclusives. <laughs> a couple other quick etiquette things, if I can hit them real oh, quick. Yeah. That yeah, I think hit are em. important. Hit them. Um, if you got a stack of comics to get signed, sign un- them yourself. Unbag and unboard those MFers oh. before you get up to the table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have those raw copies ready to sign. Yep. Um, I would say uh, one of the most important ones, cosplay is not consent. Yeah, You'll no You'll see touchy. that posted around yeah. a lot of conventions. Yeah. Just because someone's dressed one way or another mm-hmm. does not mean it's okay to gawk, yep. to... Ask to take a picture. Touch. You've, but a, a lot of people there are comfortable taking pictures, and if you want to show someone that you appreciate what they did and mm-hmm. you're a fan of it, people love taking pictures with you. Yeah, um, for that's, sure. That's, that's like why half they of the fun of the cosplayers. Yeah. They yeah. love that. So that's a great way to to interact and just be courteous and, and mindful. And, yeah. But just be yeah, exactly right. Use your exactly fucking right. head. And then Sundays, if you see something that's out of your price range, Sundays. Fire sale. The last day of the con, everyone's looking to unload as much stuff as possible. So yeah. hide those books on Friday, <laughs> somewhere secret, uh-huh. and then on Sunday be like, oh, found these. What'll you take for this? What do you take for this Fantastic Four number one? I've gotten tons of great, great deals on Sundays at cons. Yeah, it's... Uh... What they don't sell, they have to carry out. So <laughs> exactly. exactly. The right. dollar bins quickly turn into the 25-cent bins. Yeah. It's five the best. for a dollar. Five yeah. for a dollar. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. rad. Um, so that yeah, those were some solid con etiquette uh, suggestions to get you prepped for whatever con you're attending, not just Planet. Um, so heed those warnings and suggestions, <laughs> mm-hmm. however you want. Take a shower beforehand. That's, That's the last one. Last one. Take a shower. Rule zero. Yep. Deodorant <laughs> is like four dollars. You're fine. Um, a quick preview of the Patreon. We were recording after this episode. We're going to do a couple games. We're going to talk about uh, Tales from the Shop that I didn't get to last week. Oh, yeah. And That's I right. got some birthday money, and I spent it on some comics, and hey. I'm going to show them off. Hey. <laughs> so if that sounds entertaining to you, uh, we have roped Adam into some of the games. So if you want to see him squirm when we ask him questions, <laughs> go to patreon.com backslash first issue club. For the price of a comic book, that's under $4, folks. You, too, can get extra episodes extra videos, and all kinds of cool stuff every week. That's not the uh, intro music. I'm just, uh, just, excited, <laughs> I'm just excited about the Patreon. Um, let's get into some nerd stuff. Some pop culture things happened this week, and I want to talk about them. Number one, Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, trailer finally fucking dropped. Can I, can I just real quick? So speaking of this, so I was... Um, I, when I first saw the cast list for mm-hmm. this movie, I was I was talking to Jordan. She was sitting next to me. And I was like, what would you say if I... Let me just read you this <laughs> cast list real quick. Okay. And it was like, Paul Rudd, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, Rose Byrne, Jackie Chan, Seth Rogen, John Cena, Maya Rudolph, Ice Cube, Post Malone, Hannibal Burris. You know, it went down. And she was like, damn, that movie sounds amazing. What is it? <laughs> yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. When when you find out who those people oh. are playing, it makes it even better. Dude, yeah. Jackie Chan as Splinter 
alone <sighs> is like worth the price of admission. Worth worth the price of both tickets. I'm gonna yeah. buy because I'm gonna see it twice. Yep. So uh, to to back up a little bit, I, when Seth Rogen first announced that he was doing a TMNT movie. I was apprehensive. <laughs> I was just going to be honest with you. I was not jazzed about the idea. We had just gotten burned by Michael Bay and his uh, uh, yeah. his creation. Yeah. So I didn't know if there had been enough time in between those to give the Turtles another chance. Uh, but I was completely shocked by this trailer. They seem to be heavily inspired by Spider-Verse and that kind of unique art style that they went for. And it worked so much to their benefit to yeah. try something new. The turtles are actually voiced by teenagers, which is nuts, and it works so well. I can't believe this is the first time they've tried to do this. And like you said, the cast, the the supporting cast is crazy. I think John Cena is Bebop. Oh, good. And and Seth Rogen is Rocksteady. Yeah. And like, you know, all the weird supporting characters from the animated show from the 80s and early 90s make appearances. I think, like, Paul Rudd is the gecko dude Oh yeah, on the skateboard. So, I mean, this is going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's what, yeah. Like, that just looks like a full-on fun... The best word. Yeah. yeah. Turtles movie. And yeah. the art looks fucking wild. Yeah, the art direction's fantastic. Yeah. All, down to the logo. They're going to sell a hell of a lot of t-shirts. I want one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine the toy line from this thing? Right, yeah. It's going to go like gangbusters. Everything's kind of edgy, punk rock, but still like fun and young. Yeah. It's, it's the right balance of what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, rebellious well and they kind of look like the toys which me as a child of the 80s mm-hmm. um, that's what I remember most about TMNT and that vibe gets me in my feels about going to see the turtles again yeah yeah. I think yeah, it, when 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 something that we've grown up with like the turtles or you know Power Rangers or whatever gets too stuck in nostalgia and you know tries to get our money instead of the new generation's money. Yeah. It feels fake and phony. But when they kind of blend both so well of like, you know, this is like a young hip version of TMNT, but the old guys are still going to like it too. Like, <laughs> it's just like chocolate and peanut butter mixed together. It's perfect. It's it's almost like we, we talked about uh, the Ultimate Universe in Marvel, mm-hmm. right, a couple episodes back, where it's like it was basically a reboot of the stuff you already knew in comic book form. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like this, right? This feels like a reboot of the TV show that everybody watched at 6.30 in the morning. Right. And I hope, I mean, this is like franchise material, totally. right, that they've yeah. got oh, going sure. on, yeah. right? They're going to make a hundred of these movies. Yeah. And I'm going to watch all of them. Yeah, definitely three. <laughs> three movies are definitely coming with this oh, yeah. boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a spinoff TV show. I hadn't thought about it until you said it, Mike. That it, the reason that resonated so well is that they do mm-hmm. look very like toyish, yeah, and that they are kids. Oh, that and was And the so stakes awesome. don't seem to be super high, right? right. Like, like it seems the world isn't exploding, right, yeah. yeah. And they don't look like linebackers, you know. No. And they look like they're fumbling through life, mm-hmm. while yeah. just happen to have. You know, it's like a coming of age story <clears throat> mixed with. Oh wait, I am an anthropomorphic turtle as well. <laughs> And it's it, like that's so fucking simple. Yeah, yeah. It make it less about them being turtles and more about them figuring out who they are and what their path is in life. Yeah. Like the opening scene is them filming themselves on their phones doing jackass stunts. Yeah. Like who can't relate to that? Yeah. yeah. Stop stop drilling, you've struck oil. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the the ooze bit that they did about oh. I mean, this whole film's going to be just zinger after zinger and I'm here for it. Yeah. 
Same. Um, so I want to pivot into another Marvel prop, oh, uh, into a Marvel property that we've all seen except for Mike D. Ant Man and Quantum Mania. Uh-huh. Mania happened. Yep. Uh, Mania is continuing to happen in the discourse on social media. <laughs> yeah, uh, you said that there was some kind of uh, yeah. hubbub. Yeah, folks. A are ruckus. Say- yeah, folks are saying this movie is bad. Folks are wrong. I disagree with those folks. <laughs> yeah, folks are very like. Um, As someone who hasn't seen the movie yet, I'll say when I ask other people how it was, I often hear not good. Are they comic book? F- oh, that's a weird gatekeeping thing for me to say. But like, <laughs> have they read comic books or have they grown up with comic books? Can they name three Ant Man songs? Yeah, <laughs> who's King related to? Can you answer me that? I think these are people that you might call casuals. Right. Okay, and that's fine. Like, I get it. But like, why are you talking to them? <laughs> yeah, we well, can delete them from your phone. This Ant Man in in Quantum Mania felt like the most comic booky movie I've seen from Marvel. In a long time, maybe since the first Captain America, yeah. where they where they leaned in so hard to the bit of like crazy shit's gonna happen. Yep. Are we gonna explain it? No. Nope. Because <laughs> yeah. it's it's just fun. It's yeah. just fun that way. And I, as a as a comic book fan, loved every you, goddamn minute. You're of it. ready to roll with it. I like. I'm. That's, did you go in with high? Like I know we. we saw... I went in with expectations that oh, is Paul Rudd in it? Cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but I also like the other two Ant Man movies. Yeah, uh, you know that's the thing. I think everyone's expectation was you were going to get a third one of those, which yeah. is the most accessible version of a Marvel movie. Yeah, because they're just like crime capers, right? Yeah. Totally. So it's it's vanilla it's a, ice cream and a super way. departure from, from those. Yeah, two. from yeah. the trailer. Yeah, this movie looked like hard fantasy sci-fi yep and it was <laughs> and it was yeah and like as someone who's read a regular ant-man comic book and then another ant-man comic book by a different writer i'm used to those hard yeah. shifts right. in tone um which i know it's kind of hard for people to swallow that but holy shit did it work so well for me and jonathan majors was fucking oh, incredible my God. yeah the yeah. dude was menacing the whole goddamn movie yeah, yeah. i definitely don't want to kiss him <laughs> yeah, totally don't. No, no. whatever, whatever variant shows up, definitely don't want to smooch that guy. I mean, he commanded your attention in every scene he showed up in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And like, I was thrilled that they got him to portray that version of Kang, and then every other variant that we see, and and, and it's every bit of. Oh, so we get a proper Council of Kangs in this oh, movie. Oh, dude. We do. do we have? Oh, dude. Yeah. And it is yeah. one of the sickest scenes ever. Yeah. Adam, have you seen my page on the top oh, yes. left? John Romita Jr., Council of Kangs from Fantastic Four anniversary issue. Oh, I'm seeing it now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing of beauty in the studio. Uh, yeah. Show off a little bit. Yeah. And it's 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 insured, so <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if your hand starts sweating when you touch it, it's fine. That's exactly right. You can right. get it replaced. Everyone gets a turn touching it for mm-hmm. five seconds. Yep. <laughs> On my birthday, I can take the gloves off. <laughs> That's one of my prized possessions. Love me some Kang. Well, then you're going to... Excited for I this I think movie. you'll like Ant-Man yeah. Yeah. and Quantumania. It was, I keep calling it the wrong name every time I mention it, but you get, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I thought I thought it was great, and then like Hank Pym really was Ant Man in this movie. I mean, um, Mr. Catherine Zeta Jones himself like really <laughs> yeah fulfilled his prophecy of just like Are no, they still I am. together. Oh yeah, 
Okay. I think so. Yeah. I haven't heard different. He I haven't got gotten mouth a, cancer. I'll I give him a call. I haven't gotten a Google text yeah. alert that's saying that they've divorced. <laughs> if <laughs> if it was news that you thought you got mouth cancer from going down on your wife, how do you not leave that man? What? It no. Must, it must be that good. You have to stay with him forever. Yeah. <laughs> he, got, a, he got cancer from me. He got cancer from me. <laughs> that is still baffling that he said that it's insane as a as an adult it? man he used that as an excuse it's like blaming your wife why no he wasn't blaming it's a humble brag yeah he <laughs> was like <laughs> he was flexing <laughs> yeah for sure he was a flex uh, the doctor said knock it off and i said no way no, no way <laughs> i'm hungry what a way to die put the chemo up in there because i'm getting it <laughs> well then we're both gonna be bald doc and so <laughs> What a scamp! Uh, yeah, sorry, that really threw me. Um, so, what did you get? Did you guys uh, have any particular parts that you enjoyed of Quantum Mania, or like didn't like, maybe? Or oh, what about takes on Modok? Hysterical. I I thought it worked more than it didn't. To be honest, yeah, for sure. I yeah. If if they would have put Modok in there and they would have played it. Perfectly straight. Too serious. It yeah. wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't work because yeah. Modoc's a floating head in a chair. Like you yeah. can't yeah. have it not be at least a little bit goofy. Ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Even newer renditions of Modoc, he's kind of a rube. Yeah. You know, like he's always been right. picked on his whole life, and that's why he went through all this trouble to become this big floating head in a chair. Right. And so the tone of uh I forget the actor's name who plays him is like pretty spot on, to be honest. Yeah. Is Aim invoked. I th- I have a theory about. To, I have a okay. theory about it. I don't know if you want to talk about my theory. I I didn't hear it. <laughs> Is it if anyone wants to hear it, I think it's comic book podcast yeah. people. <laughs> so 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 Kang. Is, I can't. I have. I need so much more yeah. comic books in my life. I have to reach out to podcasts. Nope, my lips are sealed. But um, I don't want to indulge fan theory. In the in the movie, Kang has this like massed army of soldiers i i assume they're not robotic i'm assuming they're just people he's either create i don't know anyway i think those eventually will become aim because i don't think what happened to Modoc, not the tva no i don't hmm. i i think whatever happened to modok the the red herring what happened to modok isn't true uh Modoc takes those minions right and uh, starts and then later yeah. becomes aim. That's my theory uh, sure. and yeah. hope. Gonna be an easy way to explain it. Yeah. That works. Um, because how else if he gets brought up again, is anyone gonna take him serious and he you know he gets a lesion of people to be like, Oh, well, join you, whatever, man. Yeah. You make sense to me. <laughs> you make sense. But my dad left when I was young, so <laughs> you know. I can I'll join anything. <laughs> We still haven't seen the iconic aim goon uh, outfits in no. a in a Marvel movie yet. I would love to see those. They are pretty iconic. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for being completely gooberish, <laughs> weird shaped helmet. <laughs> it definitely it, you can't wear those out in the rain because they'll just no. get water on top of them and just sink in on you, uh-huh. <laughs> slow you down. They're not aerodynamic at all. Any strong gust of wind and your whole front line is gone. I'll tell you what I really liked about Quantumania mm-hmm. is stature. I thought, oh, yeah. I thought Cassie Lang was a great addition to the team. 
cast? Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either one. She's another powered whatever. Ant family. Ant yeah. family. Sure. Um, <laughs> and it makes me just even uh, another level more jazzed for Marvel to do Young Avengers. Sure. I mean, they're setting that up so hard. Yeah. Really hard. And I want it. I want it now. One of Caitlin's things was it seemed less like an Ant-Man movie and more of a Van Dyke family sure. movie. Sure. And so, like, Ant-Man was just, like, the the main pull to get audiences in, but it was, it was really a family affair between uh, the Van Dykes. And that's kind of what Peyton Reed does really well, is kind of more human stories. Mm-hmm. Um, what else has he done besides the, the Ant-Man? other two Ant-Man movies? <laughs> is that it? No, he's done some other stuff, oh, too. Okay. I just can't think of it right now. I've had too many of these delicious bullet right. beers. Airbud, my, my bad. <laughs> yes, Airbud Five, Airbud's Revenge, <laughs> where he gets psychic powers and he chases the shark from, from Jaws. Four. From, from, yeah. No, he ate the Jaws. He ate the shark from Jaws Four. Jesus Christ, Greg! Now I have his spirit. <laughs> uh, no, I thought I thought Cassie was great. Yeah. Um, I know there was a lot of consternation about her being recast, and oh, she's kind of a throw-in and whatever, but. I, I liked it. I liked her story with Paul Rudd, and I liked her as her own kind mm-hmm. of conscientious, like socially conscientious character. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. Yeah, she had her own voice and her own yeah, you know, plan. I mean, and people want to scream about recasting. Where were you when Don Cheadle showed up? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Re- recasting yeah. happens. This is like the thirty-second movie in the franchise. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Let me ask you this. One of the large critiques about the recent swath of TV shows and movies Mm -hmm. has been that people haven't felt an overarching initiative Mm -hmm. or pull towards a central theme. And it felt like it was lacking because of that, that all these movies were like meandering in the same universe. Sure. I think that's true. Does this movie do anything this has a direction you think it like this, really sharpens yeah, that direction? this has a direction it does, it does. Yeah. i mean time. but yeah. it, it ignores everything in phase four <laughs> because i'll say that it you know this is one of the first movies that's like we're taking a major character from something that was just introduced mm-hmm. in the last few years yep and plotting them into the movie right no we, i mean marvel did a pretty hard line of just like here's where we're going Hold on. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you thought Thanos was bad. Let's yep. meet yeah. this guy. Yeah. Okay. And, um, I mean, to that point, I mean, Josh, to follow Josh Brolin is a tough act to follow. For as well, they like, got the right guy. For they like a super right, villain. They got the right guy. Exactly I mean, right. not, yeah. not only like in the right actor, but I think in the right antagonist with Kang. Because he's just, oh, yeah. he can be anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, actor, character, tone—it's all. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm excited for Phase Five. Phase Four to me, people knock on Phase Four a lot. I, there was some stuff I liked in there, and then there was some stuff that I completely forget was even a part of Phase Four. <laughs> right. I, I don't know I what the was maybe direction was. Too much like trying to tie everything to one singular story. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, don't no, I think Moon Knight is outside of like the direction of the. Yeah. You know, with like Loki and Kang, mm-hmm. um, like even like with Doctor Strange, I think there is obviously with the, like the multiverse and the timelines and the yeah. But then you had like um, like Miss Marvel and you have She Hulk mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I think people are are struggling separating them. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. this is shit that's going on 
in this same world, but it doesn't have to all tie to the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And so it got a little bit messy. I think Marvel realized that when they're like, well, we're going to hit the pump the brakes on, yeah. on how much content we're going to throw at you guys. Cause <laughs> yeah. you're having a hard time yeah. compartmentalizing it. Yeah. Uh-huh. We need to shepherd these people more, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's almost like they're, they're trying to do the opposite of what they did with like, the, there was a, a time period where like Thor, Iron Man two and the Hulk like if you lay out the MCU timeline, they happen like in the same week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're doing like yeah. the what a week on Earth. Right. Yeah, they're doing like the opposite of that, where it's like, or or kind of the same thing, where it's like all this stuff is happening and only some of it plays into the larger yeah, plan. The, the yeah. Kang saga totally. or whatever yeah. they're going to end up yep. calling it. But I mean, Moon Knight season two. Am I right? I <laughs> liked <laughs> season one. People also were just yeah, oh hum on season. I can't one. believe that. I thought season one of that show was great. It was I've perfect. Seen, I've seen many a show and podcast that ranked Moon Knight way low, and it blows my mind. It had one of the best character arcs and you know character growth and development and just exploration of kind of complex mental health issues. And I mean, it's just like, yeah, yeah. it boggles my mind. Another yeah. character I don't want to kiss at all. <laughs> Take your pick from that show, my man. <laughs> Ethan Hawking, pucker up. <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Vavavoom. <laughs> Conchu. Oh, ooh. let me see Bring that, that beak. beak over here. <laughs> let me sneak a peek at that beak. I didn't know that. So we just finished White Lotus season two. Okay. We, you and I, I already know you and I disagree on whatever take is coming. Well, no, the, there's a there's a character in White Lotus season two, okay, who is the voice of Conchu. Oh, oh yeah. okay, yeah. got it. Uh, F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray yeah, Abraham. F. Murray yeah, Abraham. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, when the when he was talking in the show, I was just like, I've I've heard this man it. before. Yeah. I feel like I should be doing something. Like, someone else should be on the screen with him. Didn't you help Jeff Goldblum <laughs> with an alien invasion one time? Uh, I totally forgot he was in that fucking yeah, movie, too. Right? Uh, anyway, I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk White Lotus off mic. That sounds good. we'll argue. <laughs> um, but any other Quantumania things that we want to get out before we move on to other comic book stuff? Quantumania is good, and you're all goobers. Just stick through it. The t- stingers were two of the best that I've, like, yeah. there there have been stingers. I'm like, ah, man, I waited for that. Oh, yeah. Not those two. And I'll, I'll say this about the stingers. This was the first Ouch. time. Yeah, ow, owie. This was the first time <laughs> I had to go and research the stinger. Like, the, the post-credits. Oh, so yeah. Be like, yeah. what character yeah. was that or something? I had no idea... And I won't spoil it for Mike D, but I had no idea that that was like an Avengers thing that happened. Mm. This is for the you first, guys the first one or the second one? The second one. Yeah. I, I had no clue what was going on. And I had people like, because I'm the guy that people text after the movie and they're like, what was ABCD? It, 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 sure. And I was yeah. like, I have ah. no idea yeah. what this is. <laughs> well, you're Googling. Oh, actually, he's. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, hold on. One second. While I yeah, there, it was. Um, and it was cool. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It was a very cool experience to like mm-hmm. be excited about something I had no idea what was yep. going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean anything can be better than the Pip the Troll CGI stinger uh, we got. Oof. Patton Oswalt, baby. Did you see what he looked like? Yeah, it was terrible. The Another CGI, character I don't want to kiss C- at all. The CGI wasn't even done at all. <laughs> it was just like a sock puppet. They do those after credit scenes as like a quick afterthought, mm-hmm. and it's like you can 
you can often tell when they involve CG. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was very that they're rushed compared to the rest I, of the movie. I would say both of these were very like thought out, thought pertinent. Out. Like they were, yeah, for yeah, sure. We're like we're, yeah. They definitely paid some visual effects artist overtime to make sure that this looked good. Oh, that first God. one especially. Oh I mean, yeah. Oh shit. I I could have watched that a hundred times. Have they confirmed Eternals too? No. It's now supposedly it's on somebody's like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Call sheet or whatever. Yeah, one of the actors that's in that was in Eternals. Yeah. Their agent like posted their call sheet or whatever for their twenty three. They're scheduling for twenty twenty three yeah. if they want to take on other roles. And it was like on there. So Right on. Who knows? I, I'm an Eternals apologist. I know that's another one that a lot of people didn't like, but Dude, I thought Eternals was good too. I really liked it. You know maybe, what? Every movie is good. It. it was I, also just pretty. It was. It was very it pretty. Was very pretty. Yeah, one of the one of the prettiest turds I've ever seen. Also, Polished to a shine. Uh, come on, I'm, it was an easy joke. Um, the, <laughs> I'm ashamed I'll, of myself. I'll say if there's any of these movies, if you're a MCU mega fan, and there's any of these movies that you feel like you don't have an appreciation for, I would say roll the dice on the commentary. It's free on Disney oh, Plus. Yeah. It adds a lot of context yeah. into how the movie was made, the decisions that they made, and why they made them. Um, all kinds of good stuff on there. If you like listening to podcasts, you're gonna like movie commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, throw those on. Sometimes you got to change your audio settings on your TV to get the commentary to work right. Oh, huh. I didn't know that. I, I had to do it on mine with Disney Plus. Hmm, I had to change like aud- I had to put like audio assist on. Huh. To get the, <laughs> to just get, just Google it, folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can figure it out. Yep, we're all smart here. But they're great. The Captain Marvel commentary made me like that movie better. The Eternals, oh, interesting. Eternals commentary made me like that movie better. What? Uh, and this could be a throwaway thing. Wasn't there a movie who did audio commentary and then they did audio commentary about the commentary? their audio commentary? <laughs> yes, yes. Can you recall what movie that is? I want to say it was like Tropic Thunder or something. I think you're right. It was some. It was some funny Cause I, comedy. Because I think I think the bit was where where uh, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't leave character until the audio commentary does. Mm-hmm. So I think he did commentary on the commentary as the character <laughs> from his uh, movie. Okay, that's brilliant. I think I could be wrong. Spinal Tap does the 20th anniversary commentary in character as if they're the band watching, watching the documentary. The documentary? Oh, that's, that's great. Fucking that's crazy. genius. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought I somewhere heard that there was some, they do some cool shit with that, but. Um, Look at us commentary aficionados over here. <laughs> anyway, pivoting away from movie stuff into comic book stuff now. Oh, thank God. Marvel has a new imprint coming. Yes, they do. Whoa. And it's paired with 20th Century Studio. Andy, uh-huh. you probably heard of this. Uh-huh. They are pushing all of their like Predator comics, Alien comics. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes is going on to there. Um, and it's starting with the Planet of the Apes, I believe. Correct. Do you guys like Planet of the Apes? The movie? Hell yeah. Yeah, bro. The first movie Wait. is fucking awesome. Enough to be like, you're still a fan of Planet of the Apes. Have you seen Shit. Planet of the Apes? Which one? Was... Yeah, well, the Charlton yeah. Heston one, right? Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the I, first yeah, Charlton I think they're Heston both. one. Yeah. Here's, awesome. here's my yeah. thing. You can be a fan of the movie. Okay. I'm just saying, subsequent stuff that happens afterwards. Still interested? I'll okay. read it. I'll read number one. Okay. So <laughs> you got me for one, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> so Boom did. They had the 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 license mm-hmm. before Marvel. Yeah. Did. Right. 
they did a couple of different Planet of the Apes series yeah. that were supposedly good. I can only speak to the Green Lantern crossover they did, because that's the only one I read. <laughs> and it was incredible. Did an ape get a ring? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm here for it. It's so good. Like, the villains got, ye- like, a yellow ring. Sure, yeah. and it keeps like... making bananas, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah, I mean, I, I got to say, like, some of it's good. I can't speak to all of it, but yeah, I think Planet of the Apes has a lot of a legs that I think a lot of people don't know about. Okay. So obviously they're doing this because Disney bought Fox. Yeah. And so now Marvel has a whole list of characters to play with. And though Marvel didn't announce it uh, through the, this announcement, they can and have the rights to do comic books of the Kingsman free guy and die hard. Hold on. Kingsman's not owned by by Miller. King no, uh-uh. Kingsman like the yeah, like the movie. So they could make comics based in that universe. Mm-hmm. Even though Mark Miller wrote the comic book that the movie was based on. Well, I guess whoever owns the rights. Wild. Yeah, we've come full circle. We've come full circle. <laughs> that is yeah, that is wild. Yeah. So unless M- Miller signed off to this. Millar, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, Mark Millar. Tomato, tomato. I thought I was save, talking about the beer. I was like, save man, your man. emails. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Guess what? He'll cast the checks either way, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> save your emails. That's right. The interesting thing to me is a potential diehard comic book. Again. There was one previously? Boom Studios again, baby. Diehard wow. year one. Oh my God! Year one, yeah. yeah. All the he's all the air ducts he climbed. It's, it's how he learned how to climb through air ducts. Right. <laughs> you know, he's literally year one. He's a baby, and he's got to climb. <laughs> no, it's him as like a like, like a, a street cop. cop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, interesting. I haven't read it. It's been on my Amazon wish list. It's kind of hard to find now. But Does he always walk by like Nakatomi Tower and just like eh, it's a one cool day? Building. I don't know. I'm a diehard super fan also. I'm a diehard, diehard guy, you know? Well, I saw this and I thought of you because, you know, Marvel doing a new imprint with 20th Century yeah. Properties seems right up your alley. Can't wait for the Planet of the Apes diehard crossover. I ap- I appreciate this imprint just because it cleans it up. Yes. It cleans up the muck. You look, people just expect if it's a Marvel comic... It exists in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Where is the Hulk? And that's why people are confused by Alien and by Star Wars and all these other things they publish. Mm-hmm. Put those on another imprint. Yep. They're their own thing. However, just saying, Avengers versus Predator would be awesome. Dude. <laughs> Moving on. They, they did Batman versus Superman versus Aliens versus Predator. And they need to do that with Marvel. They did that already. They did that already. That sounds like something I would every think publisher of when I'm has owned this at some point. Yeah, it's true. That's <laughs> true. But that was when Aliens and Predator were on Dark Horse. Yep. And it was like a oh, DC so Dark Horse crossover. crossover. Yeah. It's like okay. early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, new Hulk creative team. We oh. they teased this up um, after Pepos's uh, annual. They they said they would announce who the new team was going to be. Finally announced it's going to be Nick Klein, uh-huh. who was doing Thor for so long. Yeah, Nick Klein's great. And Philip Kennedy Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, if you're not familiar with their work, fucking crawl out of your cave PKT. and be excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited. This is this actually got me excited to get Hulk. I mean, I've been getting Hulk, but 
it makes me excited that I can continue to read Hulk because it's basically uh, Bruce Banner on a monster island. Yeah, it's like a monster hunt, right? Yeah. Like a monster, ma- yeah. monster mash, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. hell yes. Yeah. Hulk beating up big monsters. Love it. Big thumbs up. Yeah. We're good uh, to go. Philip Kennedy Johnson uh, Doing wrote, Bond. He did Bond. The 007 series was awesome spy stuff. Uh, he's been the head of Alien. I'm assuming that's why they took him off of Alien and are putting Declan Shelby on there. Uh, but I saw actually a lot of hate for this creative team and I'll Aww. fight people like I'll fight every single one of you nerds because Who? this book is going to slap. Yeah. People are so fucking dumb. Yeah, they are. More, pos- just... more positivity in comics, please. Yeah. You fucking idiots. Oh, sometimes yeah. I don't always practice what I preach, but come on. <laughs> I'm positive it, that the, I will fight all of you. Let yeah. the book come out first before you yeah, get mad no, about This book's going to go real hard. Yeah. So. Get excited. And then my last bit of news before we get into anything else, uh, Nicolas Cage was recently asked if he wanted to join the MCU, and he replied, I don't need to be in the MCU. I'm Nick Cage. The hardest fucking thing you can say <laughs> ever. So hats off to you, Nick Cage. Uh, do God, do Keep doing what you're doing, For I guess. Real. That's amazing. That's a, a fucking amazing response. I don't need to be in the MCU. I'm Nick Cage. I believe he is an owner of an action comics he number one. He absolutely is, yeah. yeah. Dude, dude is a hardcore collector. Did you of see just like fucking awesome stuff? Keanu did it an AMA on Saturday. Did Keanu you guys, did Keanu Reeves. He huh? did an AMA on Reddit, uh, and it's I guess right now it's like the most it's the the most read AMA. Like it surpassed Whoa. the Barack Obama one. Wow. But the one thing that that uh, I remember from what they somebody asked like, is there any role that you regret turning down? And he said he he can't think of any role that he regrets turning down, but he does regret never playing Wolverine. Ooh. Oh, Keanu's Wolverine. Interesting. Get out of my way, bub. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I've got claws. What are these claws coming out of my fist? Yeah. <laughs> we, we immediately just turn Wolverine into Bill. Some, some surfer yeah. dude. Yeah. 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 He does other voices, <laughs> but that's the best one to do. I mean, okay. that's the best thing about John Wick is he does so few voices. <laughs> he, he has just, like almost no lines. He has like no lines. He just he talks through guns. Yeah, I love the John Wick verse. Oh my god! Okay, they can keep making those as much as they want. Keanu plays Wolverine, and they bring Gary Busey back oh. to play Colossus for the Fastball Special. Oh right? God, no, Wolverine, no, <laughs> give me two. Yeah, you don't bring Gary Busey into anything <laughs> unless like someone's life is at stake. That man is a ticking time bomb. No, thank you. It, it was rumored that um, for a long time, Keanu Reeves was considering being the Silver Surfer. That would actually be a really dope casting. That life. That's a life dream. Life goal for me. Yeah. To be Silver Surfer? Or to see Keanu Reeves as... Both. <laughs> yeah. um, well, how long have we been going? An, an hour. An hour. Um, anybody read any comics? I mean, we, we stuffed it in with some good stuff. I read... Um, Oh, let me get my list out. I forgot. I got gun shy. I'll go real quick. Okay, go. Uh, so I came from Clint's Comics to here, mm-hmm. and I stopped in a parking lot and read the new Predator number one. Totally. From Ed Brisson. And God damn, that book still goes so hard. Ed Brisson's great. It is very, very good. It's so good. It's a, it's a new number one, but it's almost kind of a continuation of the previous Predator story. Am I right? I can't. Yes. The, so Theta still shows up at the very end. She was the protagonist of the previous run. I like that it, there seems to be like a 20 year time jump almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get why they did the new number one. Um, but it, 
I'm guessing they're going to move her to more of a like supporting role or like she's yeah. leading a cast now instead of this just being her story. Yeah. So this this is actually called Predator the Preserve. Yeah. And basically these predators have taken people from different points in time and put them in like a hypersleep and have woken them up at different times so they can hunt them hmm. to like get better at hunting the ultimate prey. It's that, it's basically the the plot of the movie Predators. Oh yeah. With um Nosy McGee, the pianist. Oh, Adrian Brody. Mm-hmm. Adrian Brody, thank you. Um but in Marvel Comics form mm-hmm. and then they tie in that previous yeah. Predator series. So it, it's awesome. It's super it's dope. super violent. Um Predators be being Predators. I mean, they be predating. <laughs> why uh, what a boring existence, I guess, to just be hunting and like it doesn't really seem fair how they're honing their skills. It's like shooting fish in a barrel at this point for them. Yeah. So anyway, but then Theta shows up, and, and she is a uh, um, a an, predator's an, predator, an ace in the hole, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited for it. I know Andy is as well, big time. Uh, I also read a book on Image, I believe, called Arc A R C. It stands for. Um, uh, animal Rights Coalition. Yeah. It's basically about... What rights? Animal rights. Animal. I heard anal. <laughs> anal rights, baby. That's on Playboy. <laughs> I'll read either, but... <laughs> it's basically about um, this team that hunts down poachers who um, hunt animals... Uh, predators? Uh, Elephants. <laughs> yeah. Who poach predators. Dying. It's fucking wild. Um so it's basically elephant hunters <laughs> fighting elephant hunters. Yeah. And it is, uh, it's exactly what you think. It's a one shot. It's, it, it's not preachy, but it's definitely honed in on his message of poaching is bad, which obviously, um, but the, then they go into this whole thing of just like, what if we created a special superhero team that hunts them down? <laughs> wow. And then you just kind of go, Oh, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know if I really support that idea. <laughs> Can't we just rehab these people? And it's just like, nah. No, we have to superhero kill them. Bullet's the only rehab I need. Um, so, it, I mean, if you are into animal rights, <laughs> I think you'll like this book. <laughs> it's a little extreme in its message. Um, I get the point it's trying to make. But, uh, yeah. Animal rights by way of the Punisher. Essentially. It's like <laughs> it's like if Frank Castle joined PETA. <laughs> Okay, I'd read that arc. And he, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a great yeah. elevator pitch. Yeah. Is that makeup on that bunny? No. <laughs> if that's not how they were selling the comic, they need to hire you to write their synopsis. For real. Um, and I also read. Okay, so you guys are gonna laugh at me. I read Deja Thoris, which is like John oh, Carter yeah. Yeah. in space. She's the one that has like basically the metal bikini slave Leia yeah. outfit. Now. Mm-hmm. I only read this because it's written by Chuck Brown, who wrote Bitter Root. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay. How many covers did you buy? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all 750 I had, I had to buy all of them so you would be eligible to buy the nude cover. Oh, yeah, mm. of course. Thinking. I am thinking. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got this because typically with those dynamite, voluptuous books, they kind of veer one way. And we all know which way that is. Right um, between the titties. Right between yeah, it's in <laughs> yeah, the, this the boob is, zone. This is an interesting thing with this publisher because sometimes they get like really cool writers and the male gazy sort of covers mm-hmm. are, Trick you. are very misleading yeah. into the quality of book 
being told. They're very like sleazoid covers, mm-hmm. but the creators are like great and they're handling the character with a lot of respect and yeah. um, giving them enough depth that like validates the story that it's not just a looky-loo. Yeah. Like when Gail Simone wrote Red Sonia. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a great example. What? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you, you see that, you're like, wait a minute, that, hold on, that's a stroke? That's not supposed to be there. Yeah. And yeah, they, you're exactly right. They get these incredible creators who write story with depth and character growth and yeah, undermined by the covers. Yeah, and you see these dynamite covers of just like, well, this is 80% boob on here. We, like, we used to have a, 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 a an ongoing conversation on First Issue Club that we haven't you're listening. that we haven't touched on in a minute. Mm-hmm. And it's how do we draw like where does comics draw that line of embracing sexuality mm-hmm. in comics and owning that and being sex positive mm-hmm. and the historically over sexualizing of characters it it all comes down to intent intent how it's how it's written how well it's handled who the stories that need to be told mm-hmm. like the way they're being told are coming from um it's it's tougher it's tougher to justify that kind of stuff when there's 400 covers of Dangerous Thoris one where mm-hmm. she's lounging like in, in a chaise lounge that's yeah the thing. with like, like a mm-hmm. veneer sheet over I th- her I think yeah. that even though they're doing a great job of sourcing talent at that publisher mm-hmm. I think that's still the reason why I just have a hard time buying those comic books for sure is that they just feel in service of the male gaze it 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 tips its toe into the waters of this is a little bit exploitative yeah like this cover exists just so i will buy the book and not not read it just buy this cover yeah because it does something to my lizard brain where i'm just like well and and do you really want your wife or girlfriend to pull out that comic and then you have to be like well, the creative team yeah. is really sex positive <laughs> yeah. and female forward. And only yeah. rating it for the articles, honey. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it's exactly that. Can you think of examples of the opposite? Money Shot by uh, Tim Seeley yeah. is about a space team that goes into space and makes sex videos. To fund their scientific research. To fund their research. scientific research. Yeah. Sure. But like the cover is like innocuous. Like, oh, it's just robots oh, and spaceships. Oh, but the inside oh. is And then the inside is like, wow, holy So, yes, because buckets. cover A is just like, oh, we're going on a space adventure. But yeah, they, have poly, they have polybag versions <laughs> of their, like, sexy covers right. that are out of this fucking sure. world yeah. crazy. Im- image, there was a book called Sex. Yes. That yeah. those covers were like, I'm going to be reading a political thesis. <laughs> 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 and then you open it up, and it was like very horny, very sex positive. I think Faithless was a was little like bit sex like that. criminals the same way. Like I don't remember their covers being super yeah like egregious. Yeah. They overly... lean more into humor. Yeah, and so you're like, oh, this will be yep. funny. Oh God, there's a penis. Oh. And, the, and the sexy covers that sex criminals did came polybagged, so it was oh, kind of a yeah. spoof right. on porn you would buy at a, a sure. gas station. Yep. And um, ah, fuck, I just lost it. Oh, uh, Sunstone. 
Sunstone um, has Steven, Steven Sepjek. He that has pretty He's tame covers, and then so the comic talented. is about lesbian BDSM. Yeah, all right. It's a very sweet story, actually. Yeah. Where but... do you find it? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you the PDF. Right. It's yeah, it's kind of just like Mariko and Dolfo stuff, though. Like it's, yeah. it's it's seeped in this sexual energy, but there's a story there. You're just like, oh, this is actually really endearing. And yeah, like, yeah, very human. If, yeah, you like you 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 humanize very sexuality. You're like, oh my god, like. It's very eye-opening, and I would actually give, you know, kids who are 16, 17, 18, like, who are exploring these feelings, sure. like, hey, this may seem weird, but, like, this kind of explains a lot of, like, funky feelings that are going on. Oh, sure. Yeah. Pap, that, what is it, Sweet Paprika? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is, that's Marika Dolfo's book that's, like, all about sexual hang-ups and, like, being shamed when you're young about, like, sexual desires, mm-hmm. and then that translating into adulthood and having an unhealthy relationship with sex because of that yeah all told in like a very cartoony like fun sex pinup kind of yeah way. yeah it it that book carries the line perfectly yeah. yeah it does such a good job and it it's told again with like so much um personality and depth with the characters well, i think it's because the intended outcome is to educate yeah and to tell a story. Yes. Like the when it when it's, it, it's almost as if I don't know her personal story. Mm-hmm. I know she's Italian and the character is like based out of Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also it, it definitely seems like this happened to me. Right. My, or someone I know or whatever. Yeah. My father was like this, that and the other way about sex. Mm-hmm. And it gave me this issue. And I don't want this to happen to you. Right. So, yeah, those are some great examples of. Yeah. Uh, sexual exploration and a little bit of cheese cakiness in a yep. positive way. Yeah. Sorry, we interrupted your Deja Thoris. Did you have takes on the story? <laughs> the story was just as confusing as I thought it was going to be because I had never in my John life... John Carpenter shit. Right. Yeah. right. Well, and it's it's because... John Carter hasn't shown John up Carter, yet. John Carter, sorry, not Carpenter. <laughs> John Carpenter. If John Carpenter showed up, I would have yeah. been even more wow, confused. So Escape from New York. Yeah. Is, yeah. Why yeah. is he writing a, a song <laughs> with a girl in a metal bikini? Um, and, well, and this is before this 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 story is written before John Carter even shows up. Okay, sure. So it's like its own little thing. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of this series. I know nothing about it. I got it because the writer was so intriguing to me. Yeah. I want to see his take on the character. I'm going to give it a first arc pedigree that sure. I typically do. And if it doesn't go anywhere from there, I'll drop it. But uh, it was fine enough. Yeah. Do, you, do you think... I mean, I, not to be like negative Nancy, but do you think this is going to be more dollar bin Deja Thoris fodder? Or do you think this yeah. has more legs? No, it will. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But that's everything on Dynamite. Uh, that's true. That's true. To, to its benefit and its and to its failures. Yes, yeah, sure. Because if you want to read the series, wait four months and it'll be $5. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dynamite. That's all I read. I'll, I'll be real quick because we're almost at 110. Hell yes. But, um, Beefy episode. I read two books on whatnot. Mm. Short for what not to read. Oh, uh, burned them. I know I just said let's be positive about comics, <laughs> but um, this book is written by Wesley Snipes. How to evade your taxes? So I feel, <laughs> so taxes I, for dummies. So I feel like it's okay to be a little harsh with it. This is a really cool cover. 
It's yeah. a parody of the Blade Runner yes. movie 100%. poster. 100%. Yep. So I feel like I had to buy it just for that. The Exile. Man. Yes. The story is about a kind of super cop or like paranormal cop, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, who Paranormal cops. It finds himself in a situation wherein he knows a little too much oh. about some hyper political thing mm. and is up against a villain whose main deal is ripping spines out of people. Well, now hold on. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> hold on. You had me at spine ripping. <laughs> so, uh, very MacGruber esque with like the throat rips. What a calling right? card, by this the is, way. This is like reach your f- fist in, grab someone's spine out uh-huh. intact in its entirety, skull and everything. Well, now I have to buy this no, book. Not skull. Yeah. On paper, sounds fantastic. In my mind, I'm having a great time with this book. <laughs> in the book, mired in confusing dialogue and like flashes back in time and flashes forward in time and odd dialogue between cop and buddy cop. Um, but at the end of the day, Wesley Snipes is the main character and he's going to f- ultimately fight a guy who rips the spines out of people. Question for the group. Is there a movie called The Exiled with Leslie with with Wesley Snipes in it? I I believe we call this pulling a berserker. I'm assuming he's fishing for a role. Yeah, sure. Oh. Does right. he have any writing? Yeah, like what's attachment his... or did he do the art <laughs> with this comic book? Yes, yeah. he wrote this comic. Okay, so Wesley Snipes wrote that. Wesley Snipes wrote this with an assist from. A couple industry people. <laughs> okay. No, not me. So he wrote the book. Yep. And in the book, he's Wesley Snipes. Not a character. <laughs> he's a character. Oh, he is a character. Okay. There, it's, a, yeah. it's a character okay. that is looks exactly like is Wesley him. Snipes. Yeah. Okay, granted the character's name is, is Wesley, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah. Snipe Wesley. Snipes Wesley. <laughs> I love did you guys were you guys 30 Rock? Oh fans? yes. I love the Wesley yep. Snipes in that. <laughs> put a picture of him next to a picture of me which one would you think would be named Wesley Snipes <laughs> 30 Rock oh, brilliant show such yep. a good show and then um, another book that came out is called Liquid Kill now I thought and, that would be fun and I think this one has an interesting premise it's a when water gets real young girl who is like has some sort of like magical lineage and she's been kidnapped by like some sort of future mob. Her name is Rebecca Snipes. <laughs> and a like hitman with some supernatural powers frees her and raises her. Okay. But we So on- kind of like Leon the Professional here. Yeah, in this comic we only see her kicking ass trying to find out where her now kidnapped father figure has been taken. Okay. And you just get enough peppering of her backstory to know that she was, like, basically... Raised into the... Yeah, rescued from trafficking mm-hmm. and raised into this, like, profession. So Okay, once again, you've cool, sold me. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of a cool concept, but, like, I'll say that the book itself is very, like... It's all muddy grays. It's difficult to tell the characters apart. The mm-hmm. dialogue is, like... So is is sparse, which is sometimes nice in a comic book when you let it like visually tell the story. But in in this one, I feel like it did a little bit of a disservice because 
I couldn't tell who the characters were. Mm-hmm. It could have used some narration, but the story was told exclusively through sparse dialogue. Um, it might read better. Hi, hello. In tra- <laughs> exactly right. That's Great right. example. That's eight pages. Yeah. <laughs> um, it might read better in trade. This one, I think, has got more legs than um, – or is, is a deeper story than Spine Ripper. This looks kind of – Cyberpunky, am I right in that assessment? Yeah, this is like future assassins. Future assassins. I gotta say, Mike, the way you're describing these, they, they, yeah. on paper, you're like, this this should rip. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the a lot of the new publishers that are coming out, especially indie publishers. Well, I guess all new publishers are going to be indie publishers, right? Yeah, right. Um, their whole thing is like, I've got a log line for a movie. Ah, uh, yeah. How do I get steam built on it, or how do I test it really quick to see if I can get it sold? Listen, Wesley, we can't name the book Spine Ripper. I'm sorry. Can we think of something else? So I, I, I kind of think these are. I, I, I kind of think the people coming to write these books on whatnot are they're more concerned with selling an idea than they are with writing a comic book, and you mm. can tell. Yeah. Scout did that for a little bit. Yeah. 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 And I think they've kind of pivoted away from that, to be honest, and they're kind of rebuilding their brand. I'd say if this is the way you want to get like uh, some buzz going on a story or get it discovered, then I would say go into this mm-hmm. wanting to write a comic book and think of it as a comic book before a movie first. I think that's what otherwise we, we're the, – the fans who are going to be buying books on whatnot mm-hmm. are well-versed <laughs> enough in comics – to tell yeah. how much you're trying. <laughs> well, and I think Whatnot has the staying power of their platform anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're making money with people using their service to sell comic books. They're not in it to make good comics. They're in it to maybe make a comic that turns into a movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would guess that, that they're interested in stuff that is intriguing enough to farm out elsewhere. Yeah. Right. Any press is good press for what? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's a bummer. I'm sorry about that. Let's hit the important Kansas City to-dos for Con Week again before we sign off. Well, Adam. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you for bringing these delicious Boulevard beers. Anytime. Some ones that most people can get and some ones that people will soon be able to get. Yes. Um. Once again, we have partnered with Boulevard Brewing Company and Planet Comic Con Kansas City to give away a free one-day pass. Check all of our social medias. We have posts there to um, show you how to be entered to win said pass. All you got to do is like and retweet. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I fumbled the ending. (laughs) We talked about earlier how to have a good con. Re-listen to the episode if you forgot them already. I have already forgotten how to end an episode. Uh, we're <laughs> Like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you. Bag and boredom. Kansas City, we love you. We've been recording for too long. Adam, come back on and whenever you want. Happy to come back anytime. Thank you, Adam. Bye. First Issue Club is edited and produced by Mike DeStacy, Greg Licktig, and Andy Vargas. Follow us on social media at First Issue Club and check out our Patreon for videos, audio, and more at patreon.com slash first issue club.